What's going on, church? It's Pastor Furman here. Welcome to ABU Arnold Benson Unified Church. Uh, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, of course, let us know where you're from. Uh, let us know if you have any prayer requests, if you commit your life to Christ today, all those different things. We want to be a part of it, and we want to help you grow. And a couple of announcements. This coming Friday, that's right, July 30th, from 7 to 9 o'clock, we're going to be at Asalam Park. That is 1019 First Place. We're going to be at Asalam Park, 7 to 9 o'clock, a part of the Del Barrio de Guadalupe Community Event. Um, it's going to be put on by the Neighborhood Association over there, uh, Catholic Charities, uh, Amerigroup. And we're going to be out there um, giving out backpacks with school supplies in it, and it's all free. So definitely invite those that you know to come on out. And then the following week, we have a couple of more events, and I'll speak about that um, as we get closer to it. Um, but yeah, some cool and, and exciting things happening here at ABU, and we want to make sure that you don't miss out. But today, today is time to jump into a new word, a new message. We're going to be in Galatians chapter 5, verses 1 through 10, and today's message is called Tied Up. Tied Up. When we allow the influences around us to confuse what we believe is true, we could find ourselves tied up in the very things that we would believe free us. And God wants to help you not get caught in the web of lies that will keep you from living a life uh, walking in freedom. And so I'm excited for today's word. Got like a little fly or something moving around here messing with me. But yeah. Galatians chapter 5, of course, let me pray, and we'll jump right in. Father, we just thank you, uh, man, just for the ways that uh, you always provide for us, Lord. It always feels like you show up right on time and right when we need something. And so, Lord, we just thank you for your faithfulness. And I pray for any of my brothers and sisters right now that are struggling. There may be in a situation uh, where they're waiting, and they're just like, man, God, I really need you to come through. Um, that they would find hope and confidence um, that you never fail, that you never go back on your word, and you do exactly what you would say. And so, Father, I pray even today, as we read your word and we just discuss what it is you want us to hear, man, that we would all um, do a good job of walking in the freedoms that you grant us and living a life that honors you, um, but also just returns the love that you give to us. And so, Holy Spirit, uh, man, we need you. We need you, we need you, we need you to come right now and be with us and lead the way. So we just let go of all things uh, that are trying to weigh us down and grab your hand and ask for you to lead us. So Lord, we love you. We thank you and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Alright church, we're going to be in Galatians chapter 5, uh, starting at verse 1 all the way to verse 10. So let's jump in. It says, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in the slavery of the law. Listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you're counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be no benefit of you. I'll say it again. If you're trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses. For if you're trying to make yourself right with God by keeping the law, you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. But we who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised us. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressed itself in love. You were running the way so well. 
who has held you back from the truth, from the following the truth? It certainly wasn't God, for he is the one who called you to freedom. This false teaching is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough. I'm trusting the Lord to keep you from believing false teachings. God will judge that person, whoever he is, whoever has been confusing you. Mm. So right out the gate, we see that Paul is addressing the Galatian church and, and the body of believers um, because he understood um, that they started off strong, right? Things were going well in their faith, but now they find themselves going the opposite direction and getting tied up and tangled in things um, that are untrue, that they shouldn't be believing, um, but they've fallen to believe it because of some people that are around and influencing them. And I really feel like the Holy Spirit was saying the first thing that we need to focus on is staying free depends on you. Staying free depends on you. In verse 1, he says, so Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in the slavery to law. Make sure you stay free. He's saying, hey, man, it's up to you to stay free. God has done his part. Jesus came and he set you free, but you need to be trying to remain free. And the first question you have to ask yourself are you free to begin with? Some of us think that we are, um, but really it's an illusion because we don't really want to face the truth. Um, because the truth is, if you've never made Jesus your Lord and Savior, you never believe wholeheartedly in what he's done for your life, then really you're not free. Really, you're still a slave who thinks they're free. It has to start there because freedom is more than the choices that we decide to make. And true freedom is a life not held down or tied up by our sins, by our mistakes, or anything that isn't of God. And even believers who have been walking with God for a long time, they can get themselves tangled in things that aren't from God that they were trying to avoid. And Paul says, hey man, don't take your freedom for granted, okay? Make sure that you're using it in the right way because in the wrong way, it's going to lead you back to what you didn't want to happen. And you can't blame nobody but yourself. So just because Jesus sets us free, right? It's up to us to keep walking with him. We got to keep pursuing him the way that he pursues us so we can stay free, ensuring that we don't get tied up. And when we try to walk without Jesus, man, our whole life is always going to get more complex um, and it's always going to get a whole lot harder. And often we're going to find ourselves getting entangled. Okay. Verse two and three says this. Listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you're counting on circumcision to make you right with God, then Christ will be no benefit of you. I'll say it again. If you're trying to find favor with God by being circumcised, you must obey every regulation and the whole law of Moses. Now, from hearing that, it might sound weird. Like, okay, Paul, I have no clue what you're even talking about. Right? Because we live in a different time and day. But back in the day... People that got circumcised was following the traditions and following what the law of Moses, which really was like the Ten Commandments and what God had told Moses to tell to the Israelites. All these different uh, man standards and laws to be following. And so as a man, you were required to get circumcised. And so, of course, you did it to show your obedience, your loyalty and your dedication. And then a similar thing that was required was uh, sacrificing animals for your sin and making sacrifices uh, for the things that you've done wrong in your family. Um, but when Jesus came, he gave his life. Right. And now that our faith is in him, those old requirements have been voided. So meaning that we don't have to go and sacrifice animals again. We don't have to do some of the things that once before we had to do so we can make sure that we are in right standing. The problem with people, though, the problem with us is we always think that 
man, I know that there's still more required of me. I know that I'm still not doing enough. You ever had that problem where you feel like, you know, you're walking with the Lord, but you still feel like, ah, I I probably should be doing more. And God's probably mad at me. God's upset with me. I'm not doing enough. Uh, Man, I think we all have those problems and those times that we face that. And that's why, uh, man, this is so crucial because there's a world around us that's trying to influence us and, and trying to show us a narrative which the devil will take full advantage of. And then he'll use to make us believe a lie. He'll make it believable. And Paul's trying to get us not to fall victim to the lie, understanding that God's gift through Jesus is something that we can't earn or we can't match. Because they were trying to do things to like be in right standing, right to do favors, to be in, in right and in, in good favor with God. Um, but God's gift of Jesus, right, sets us free from that. And it's also just something that we accept. It's something that we can't earn or we can't pay back. Um, but we can live uh, our life in appreciation of it. We can do things to show our love in the way that it, it's been shown to us. And when we have all these things backwards and we're counting on other things other than Jesus to make us right, we're always going to find ourselves being made wrong and bringing a bunch of stuff um, that we're never meant to. And then the next verse in verse 4, it says this, For if you're trying to make yourself right with God by keeping the law, you've been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. Paul's saying, look, the only thing that's going to come from living this way is you're going to find yourself creating distance between you and Jesus that eventually burn you in the process. And you'll end up cutting yourself off from Jesus and God, falling away and feeling like you can never make things right and that you're always failing God. And you're going to have this man, dark cloud over yourself. And and he's saying, look, Jesus has already made it right for you. You don't have to live that way. You don't have to live with shame and guilt. He wants to take those things from you and help you learn from your mistakes, uh, but also not have to walk in that because you're free from that. Um, so it's your job to live a life reflecting the same love that he wants us to give to others the way that he's gave to us. And if you try to live by the old standard uh, before Jesus, you're always going to fail. You're always going to feel defeated. Spiritually, you're going to be dead. And you're going to be in the same position you were before Jesus into your life. And so staying free depends on you. With Jesus, you have the ability not to get tied up in your past, not to get tied up in what the enemy is trying to get you to believe, uh, or even the illusions of this world. We all have a choice to make each day. To walk with Jesus and be reminded of God's truth and living in freedom that he can provide. So that's where it starts, right? Staying free depends on you. Second thing we see here is watch what you live by. Watch what you live by. In verses 5 and 6 it says, But we who live by the Spirit eagerly wait to receive by faith the righteousness God has promised to us. For when we place our faith in Christ Jesus, there is no benefit in being circumcised or being uncircumcised. What is important is faith expressing itself and love. I think we all try our, our best to you know, prioritize what we believe is most important in this life. And the same could be said uh, when it comes to our faith and our relationship with Jesus, right? A lot of times we're trying to do what we believe is best. Now, when you say that, it might not seem like it's a huge thing, like, yeah, I think I think that's what we should be trying to do. But it can turn bad because good intentions aren't the same as good obedience. And this is what I mean is 
you can do, intend to do good, but misrepresent God while doing the opposite of what you intended. And here's an example of just something that's happened here recently in the, in the city of Lubbock where I live. Um, there was a protest at Planned Parenthood, right? And they're out there with signs and all this stuff um, talking against abortion. Now, I do believe that abortion is something that God isn't pleased with, okay? Um, but with that, standing outside and having signs and singing and really making a spectacle and saying, man, we're standing out here for the Lord because he wouldn't stand from this. Um, I don't personally, okay, and I, I believe God was sharing this with me, that it doesn't display the love of our Father to those who need it. It has the opposite effect of hurting those that we should be loving and who probably need it the most. And I understand that that is not the intent of the reason they were out there. But that is the danger of living by your lead, doing what you believe to be good versus good obedience. Because good obedience means led by the Spirit. And that's the way we should be living our lives, that we're being led by God's Holy Spirit. Because if you're led by the Spirit, then maybe God is telling you, you know what, I want you to stand up against this issue, but not in that way. I want you to become a mentor. I want you to, you know, find a different way to be an extension of love um, to those who find themselves in that position. You see, when you live by the Spirit, you're going to do what's most importantly, but also it's going to be in a natural expression of your faith that will always display God's love to others. And when you live by your lead, you're always going to find yourself getting tied up in what is irrelevant and not important. And a lot of times hurting other people in the process, even though you intend to do good, there's a difference when you're doing the leading versus when the Holy Spirit's doing the leading. Because when you follow the Holy Spirit, man, what you do in obedience is always going to get displayed in love. And that's a big key. Verse 7 and 8, it says, you were running this way so well. Who has held you back from following the truth? It certainly isn't God, for he is the one who called you to freedom. God isn't one to hold back truth from you or lead you down a wrong path. He won't have you do something that doesn't serve a purpose and display his love in the process. Um, just because you're running a race well also doesn't mean that it's not going to come with its challenges or it's always going to be easy. You see, the enemy's always looking for ways to throw us off course. And in this passage, we see that he was bringing confusion to people, right? And then in return, he was uh, making them go back to bondage that they were already free from. And he still tries to do those same things to us today. He will attempt to do those because he knows that the best way to keep us from living a life uh, with God is by tricking us to live a life led by us. And so he tries to do these same mistakes. And Paul's saying, look, when you are living in truth, the enemy is always going to bring opposition to challenge your faith in hopes that he can get you to turn around. We need to be aware of this and be monitoring how we are living so we don't get led down the wrong path. And if you're like, man, well, it will never be me. You have that type of attitude, that mind frame. I want you to, to hear me and just be careful with that. Um, because that attitude right there can get you with your guard down and it can open the door for it to be you. Because overconfidence in self is, is going to lead to overlooking the enemy. And that's something we should never do. We shouldn't take the enemy, man, uh, we shouldn't like overlook him and think less of him. 
And I'm not saying to think something grand of him, but I think we need to take his threats and who he is seriously in our life and understand that. So we have to watch what we live by. The wrong influences are always going to lead to the wrong destinations. And God is willing to lead us through his Holy Spirit so we don't get tied up in things that he's already freed us from. We have to be intentional and mindful of how we are being led. The third thing we see here is false info will always be available. False info will always be available. Verse 9, he says, this false teaching is like a little yeast that spreads through the whole batch of dough. You see, false info and teachings are everywhere. They're always available. And not being intentional in your walk with Jesus is going to, man, it's like you just going with the flow and anything that comes your way is going to be able to get your attention. It could even take you with it because it doesn't take much for something untrue to spread and have a great impact. And that's what Paul's saying here. It doesn't take a lot for it to, to get out of control. For the Galatians, they were outnumbered. They outnumbered those that were bringing all these problems. There was only a few people that were out there actually spreading legalistic teachings. Yet it only took a few of them to be pushing these teachings for it to catch on. And they kept, man, and what you see here is uh, they were saying, man, to gain true righteousness, it could only be obtained through keeping the law of the past and obeying the law like before the faith. All right. So it's like they weren't really putting their faith in Jesus, which is incorrect. They were thinking, you know what? The only way to be right with God is by doing all these acts of obedience and doing what his word says. And we got to follow what his law says to the T. That's the only way that we're going to be right with God, um, which isn't correct. Because we're only made right with God through Jesus and his sacrifice and putting our faith in him. And the Galatians knew this. But as they went with the flow, um, the lie spread and it affected the churches and it started turning people away from faith to the law. And we, uh, when we're not careful, we can find ourselves in this same position happening to our lives and it's going to affect us and even those around us. And it may seem like it's small at the time, like it's not a big thing. But before you know it, it can have a life of its own and really mess up a lot of things. Um, so we have to be careful. Because doing that, just going with the flow, man, what's going to happen is you're going to be led down the wrong path and you're going to get worn out in the process and it's going to be a whole lot of mess. Verse 10, it says this, I am trusting to the Lord to keep you from believing false teachings. God will judge that person, whoever he is, who has been confusing you. So we see here that God is aware when his words are being twisted or our lies are being taught. Uh, man, he knows the situation. He knows a person. It's not something that somebody could hide from or they could get away with. There's going to come a time that he's going to handle that when it's appropriate. And so one way he helps us from believing the lie and getting caught in that web is through studying and reflecting on his word. And you have the ability to take what's being taught to you, what's being shared with you, what's being talked to you, and going back to the Word of God and reflecting on it and comparing it and say, you know what, I don't see this in the Word of God. You know what, maybe I shouldn't be listening to this person or what they just told me because uh, God's Word says something different. That's something even when I'm coming and teaching that I, I want to entrust you to go back and spend time with the Lord. Because one thing that you find Old Testament, New Testament, all the books in the Bible is they always reference back to each other. They all are entangled and woven together um, because everything 
kind of make sure that it supports each other and it brings clarity to a lot of situations, no matter the subject or topic um, that they were dealing with, but even we're still dealing with today and even those things that will come in the future. So Paul's saying, hey, you could always trust God to help you with this and to steer you in the right direction, but it's up to you. You have to go back and make sure that you're going and spending time in his word and reflecting on these things. And I get it. When you find out that somebody's done this to you, they've misled you, they've been teaching something false. I know how frustrating and angry that can, it can make you feel like, man, you know, I've been lied to. I can't believe I trusted this person. And the whole time they were teaching me the wrong thing. I get it, man. Um, but. Don't allow your emotions to lead you to act out. Understand that God sees it. He's aware of it. And he'll take care of it the way that it needs to be done. And for you just to let go. Okay. Just let go of that. Uh, he wants you to keep walking in freedom. And if we find our emotions taking over in that situation, we're going to get tangled back in things that we're already free from. And God doesn't want that for any of us. So, yes, false info is always available. There will be times that is brought to us through people, um, through the enemy, trying to take us off course and get us tied up. But with God's help, through his word, um, through being led through the Holy Spirit, we can stay free, living a life, displaying his love to God and his creation. And so my challenge for all of us this week, stay free. Stay free. What did Paul said, man, don't get caught up. Make sure you stay free. Stay free, church. We have to stay free. I have to stay free. And that's no easy task, right? But it all starts by making sure first that we're free with faith in Jesus Christ. And when you have that relationship, your sins, you're forgiven. Everything else you are free from and you're able to walk in the freedom of God and Jesus. So it got to start there because then that is going to help us acknowledge the freedom that we have and not let us get tied back to the bondage that we were in before Jesus. And then we got to stay free. And how we do that? By paying attention to how we live and who we are being led by. Because remember, the enemy's out there trying to make you just go with the flow. He's trying to get you down the wrong paths. And the only way that we're going to get read down the right ones is by making sure that it's the Holy Spirit leading us. That it's God that's leading us. And it doesn't matter who you are. We could all find ourselves off course, right? So, man, make sure that you're doing the work that needs to be done. Because no matter who you are, while we uh, may not uh, be right, uh, man, it doesn't mean that we won't have challenges or we won't face obstacles that are going to come and try to get us at our weakest points. That's what the enemy does. So we have to be intentional and in walking with Jesus. Uh, we can stay free. We can do it. And it starts and it happens with us believing and following Jesus because even uh, when we get this false info, we could always go back to his word and allowing the Holy Spirit, allowing his word to cleanse us of this, to help us walk through the cloud, to make sure that we're staying free. And so that's the challenge, church. Stay free. Pay attention. Right. Who's doing the leading? What what kind of information are you actually receiving? And are you believing it? Is it even correct? And. Are you walking in the freedom that is already given to you? And are you living a life expressing love of your faith? That's how we do it. That's how we stay free. Let me pray. Father, I just thank you that you grant us freedom from our past, even freedom from things that are trying to tie us up in the future. 
Uh, Father, we, you know that it's no easy task. And Lord, I just pray that we will never get overconfident in ourselves, but we would always be confident of you. And we would know that we need to be intentional in walking with you so we could stay free. So we won't get entangled in things that you already freed us from. Or we won't be misled um, to doing things that we believe will grant us freedom. And so, Father, uh, I just pray for any of my brothers or sisters right now that may have been struggling with this, uh, that they would know that when they place their faith in you, that freedom was already granted. And just help them walk in that freedom and not get tied up of feeling like there's more that they need to do, like they haven't done enough or whatever the struggle may be. Father, I just pray that you would take it right now in the name of Jesus, that they would feel that burden lifted off of them and they would just be excited of what today holds and what the future holds of knowing that each day is an opportunity to start all over and walk in that freedom. So, Lord, we just thank you and we love you. Pray all this in Jesus name. Amen. Church, I love y'all. God bless y'all. Pray this helped you. I hope that it made some sense to you. I hope you come out this Friday, July 30th. Come out to Ocelon Park as we give out school supplies and backpacks. And there'll be other um, things going on there. 1019 First Place, Ocelon Park. Love y'all. God bless y'all. Y'all have a great week. Bye.